no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Wide receivers are not supposed to change betting lines and predictions. Does Detroit win if Debo is out? No. I don't think they do. I think it's been the most overrated storyline to this game that I've heard all week. Well, Purdy's numbers with and without Debo are pretty stark. And so that's why it's getting talked about as they went 0 and 3 without him this year. That's the other reason. And since he was drafted, they're 8 and 9 without him. So I get it. Those are facts. I can't argue against them. But the points but the point scored go from 27 to 24. It's only three. And we're talking about Detroit's defense now. And congratulations, Lions. You were on this team back in the preseason. I was a cynic because I had the preponderance of historical evidence against them, not trusting them, thinking that they were just a team that got hot in the second half and they weren't going to carry over. You were right. I was wrong. It's been awesome to watch that city fall back in love with their football team and embrace them and the two home playoff wins. But let me give you these facts. Matthew Stafford, 367 yards, two touchdowns. Baker Mayfield, 349 and three touchdowns. That is an average of 358 passing yards by quarterbacks and two touchdowns per game in two games they won. And it's not like they were blowout games where teams were throwing and they were padding their stats and they were empty calorie passing yards. They weren't. So uh, I still don't believe in their defense whatsoever. And I think now that they got now that they've got to go on the road, you can replace Debo Samuel with Juwan Jennings and uh, a cast of others, Ray Ray McLeod. And I think they're going to find a way to put a lot of points up on Detroit. So I don't think that. Their defense now against the Lions offense, that's another story. But the 49ers are going to score a lot of points in this game, Danny, without Debo Samuel. They'll they'll score close to 30, maybe more, without him. I agree with everything you said, which does not make for the most compelling of conversation. Listen, I mean, I have been right, as right about the Lions as anybody, and I said that the Niners were the best team in football by far and that they were going to be the ones that flirted with 17-0. So I was a little overzealous on them. But they are still very, very good. And I think that while Purdy is a product of the system and the guys around him, he also clearly was affected by the elements last week. And he has not been very good in the postseason. We've documented that. Everyone's talked about it. The numbers were good against Seattle, but he threw balls that should have been intercepted. They weren't. Otherwise, his numbers have been bad. But the weather should be pretty good. And the Lions defense is pretty bad. So, and the Lions' home road splits are pretty drastic. Their offense takes a pretty big dip. Now, some of that is when it's cold weather. This will not be a terribly cold weather spot. But still, outside of a dome, on the road, against a significant step up in competition compared to Tampa and L.A., the teams that the Lions have beaten so far on this run. I think the storybook season ends in San Francisco for the Lions as well. And... I think Purdy's going to have a monster. Um, And if that game does get out of hand, they might even try to, you know, gas up his confidence a little bit 
with some inside the five yard line type of play calls for him. Because just in case there's any doubt, they don't want that to be a storyline if they get ready for a rematch against Baltimore, who blew him out, or against Mahomes, who obviously is in another stratosphere. That's why I'd honestly sit Samuel in this game. Uh, if it's if it's close, I would sit him because I want because I, I think I can win this game without him, and I want him healthy. I want to give him two weeks to get ready for the Super Bowl. If I can't beat the Lions at home without him, I don't deserve to play in the Super Bowl. And you're going to get Baltimore, who blew your ass out, or you're going to get the greatest quarterback of this generation in Vegas. I don't want Debo Samuel uh, 50-50 in missing practice and having to go through all kinds of uh, uh, rehab things and uh, massage treatment and shots and things of that nature. No, I want this guy a hundred percent for this game for the Super Bowl. So I would, I would really sit him if it, and, and it doesn't look when we're talking right now, it looks like he's still hurt. It does not look like he's like Mark Andrews has been injured all year, but is pretty healthy. Now doesn't look like that with Samuel. It looks like it's going to be take a, take something before the game and gut it out. I wouldn't want to do that with him, Danny. I wouldn't want to see him make the injury worse and then miss the Super Bowl because I think I can beat Detroit without him. I mean, obviously, we don't know what the diagnosis is and if he can make the injury worse. You're not sitting guys in an NFC Championship game with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. This is not you don't you don't save it for later uh, in the second biggest game of the year, especially when you have a week off. Players aren't wired that way. NFL teams aren't wired that way. If he can go, he's going to go. Well, then he shouldn't be questionable then. If he's able to get on a practice field, which he's able to be, then he should just play by that logic. And if my guess is to... that he will. Yeah, I don't like that. I'd rather I'd rather have him fresh for the Super Bowl. Come on, man. You're playing Detroit at home, Danny. You're not playing the Ravens or the I know, the but the, listen, the, the, the Lions are good, and the Lions are explosive. And I want to talk more about that idea of, like, all right, what – Niners defense, Lions offense. I don't expect the Niners pass rush to do much in this game against the Lions offensive line. And if Goff has time, Goff is dangerous. This game can be a shootout. It absolutely can. Their offense is spectacular if Goff has time. The Niners have invested a ton into that defensive line. Free agent signings, trades, homegrown guys, stars and names you know inside and out with depth. But it has not lived up to the billing. And this is a terrible matchup for them. Now, I I know, you know, Ragnall's a little banged up. So we'll see what version of him. But he's clearly one of the toughest human beings in the world. So that was absolutely ridiculous last week. But I am expecting a relatively clean pocket for Jared Goff. And when he gets a clean pocket, he's one of the best players in football. So I think that the Lions are going to score points in this game too. I just don't think they're going to be able to stop San Francisco. Like I could easily see this game being 35-28. So could I, but you referenced it before. Okay, you brought up the fact that they're not playing in the Dome. Yep, Goff that matters. Year out, Goff outdoors this year, seven touchdowns, four interceptions. He's not the same guy. 
His numbers against the Blitz, by the way, are not very good. They're actually some of the worst stats in the league when he gets pressured when they bring an extra guy. The problem is that's not San Francisco's calling card. So D'Amico Ryans went out of, outside of his comfort zone last week against Baltimore, and it worked for a stretch there in the second quarter. I think Steve Wilkes has got to do the same thing. You just mentioned it. They invested all this money in their front four. It ain't working. And it's not going to work against Detroit's offensive line because that's probably the best line in the NFL. I think they took that uh, baton from uh, Philly. I think they've improved I agree. to be the number one offensive line. I but agree. if you start bringing guys from different places and all of a sudden on the road in a loud atmosphere, assignments start getting missed and they don't know who they're blocking on every play, well, that's a different story. So that's got to happen. I mean, if Wilkes is really a def- – he got so much credit in Carolina last year. He's still considered one of the better defensive coaches in the NFL. You can't just do what you've always done because it's worked in the past. This is a different animal. If he does that, I think they'll get to golf, they'll rattle him, and they'll win the game. If they don't, I think you're right. I think it'll be a very high-scoring game. The total's in the 50s. I still would pick San Francisco to win, but in that situation, Detroit might lose by less than a touchdown. But that's what they've got to do. Goff's, Goff's passer rating in, a, in numbers against the Blitz are just flat-out not good. I mean, I didn't watch the Chicago game as closely as you did. They shut that offense down in that game. Eberflus's defense did. That was late in the season. Was that yep. just because it was cold that day at Soldier Field? Was that just a five-hole I mean, they, scenario? They, they, I mean, what the hell happened there? Well, I mean, the, they they played eight quarters of football. They turned them over five times. One of the games, they ended up scoring 31, the first game, the one in Detroit. But it, but it was, was all late. It was all end of the first half, end of the game. It was all two-minute offense stuff. For 55 minutes of that game, the Bears' defense had their number. So it it can be done even in the Dome. Uh, certainly, 